I've gone through all the benefits in terms of bringing on next-gen shareholders, um, but really think about your criteria for who you would let into the room or who you would let sit around the table and give yourself time, write down a list of those people and assess them against that criteria. And only when you are sure and absolutely sure, do you then make that offer to them to become a shareholder in the business. Team, welcome. Josh here. Hope you are super well. Tell me to talk to you about next-gen shareholders, the who, i.e. if you're thinking about bringing on next-gen shareholders into your business, who should you bring on to your, who should you bring into your business as a next-gen shareholder and why? And what I want to do here, so I'm fresh off a discussion with our um, incredible boardroom clients today, unpacking this in a lot of detail. And, you know, as you kind of zoom out and step back a little bit, like, and I've, I've talked about this before, but I just kind of want to reiterate, like the, the, the why, which is like, why should you bring on next-gen shareholders? And, and, and why is it important to you as a business owner? So, and look, this really depends on your growth goals and your growth projections and your growth trajectory and that sort of stuff. But it also, and it also feeds into your exit strategy from the business. Like one of the saddest things I see is business owners who work for 40 years on a great business, but they haven't thought about their exit strategy from the business and they get to retirement age and they close the doors and they haven't set the business up properly or strategically to extract extract the proper value from the business, which is enabling them to exit the business and and get paid really well for it. So, you know, there's a number of benefits in terms of bringing on next-gen shareholders into your business. And like, I just want to cover them quickly before we dive into, well, who? Like, who should you choose or who, who should you bring on as a next-gen shareholder in your business? And so benefits of next-gen shareholding one exit strategy. Like if you're a single business owner, or even if there's a couple of you as a directors, you will eventually want to retire and you eventually want to exit the business. So having a fresh blood, new shareholders coming through the business means that as you get close to retirement age, you have an option to then sell down your shares within the business to that next generation of shareholders who already live and breathe and exist. And it's effectively this whole process of like passing the baton on to this next generation of shareholders. So one is an exit strategy. Two is extracting the value from your, from your business, meaning you don't just get to the end of your career and close the doors and you get paid nothing for you know, all of your, your hard work over the years. You can actually extract the value from the business and sell down your shares over a period of time or all of them up front to that next gen of people who are coming through. Three is legacy. You know, again, like, and this depends on your what you want to create and, and what you want to build as a, as a business. But like legacy to some people is really important. Like to them, the, the whole idea of, again, building a business from scratch and then running it for 40 years and then closing the doors doesn't sit well. And so this legacy piece, which means you can sell down, you can sit as a, a director or a non-executive de- director or an advisor of the board or chairman or whatever you want to do, but you've got this new, fresh, young blood uh, generation of, of next-gen shareholders coming through your business that are continuing on the legacy that you build. And then obviously your hope is that they do the same. They pass on, you know, the business to the next generation and a generation after that. And like, there's been a lot of successful businesses that have been built like that who last multiple generations through this idea of legacy. The fourth idea or the fourth reason why you would bring on shareholders is to, quite frankly, lighten the load off you. Like if you think about it, you're a single director or a single business owner, or maybe there's a couple of you in the business, 
all driving and pushing hard. And you're remunerated not only through salary, but you're remunerated through dividends and you're remunerated through, you know, the growth in value of your business. The amazing thing about a whole bunch of other shareholders sitting around the table with you, sitting around the shareholding table with you, let's be clear about that because shareholders don't have to be directors and directors don't have to be shareholders and shareholders don't have to sit around the board table. But the, the thing with having a whole bunch of motivated individuals as shareholders in your business is you've lightened the load off you. It's not all on you to build the business anymore. You've suddenly surrounded yourself with a whole bunch of motivated, inspired, high-performing people who are all not only remunerated through their salary, but they get dividends as well. They are incentivized to build the business and to go above and beyond for you. And as a side note, and this is one of the things we talked about on boardroom in our boardroom session today, you know, what you have to be, and I will talk about this in a second, when you're selecting the right shareholders to come into your business, you have to be very, very clear that they're not just getting to be a shareholder and they do the same job that they would just get paid for. Being a shareholder comes with extra responsibility, which is you are now required to go out there and actively build this business. We are all shareholders. We've all bought in. We're all taking the risk of you know, going and getting loans or putting cash on the table to buy into this business. All shareholders are now expected and responsible to bring in extra work, to deliver the work better, to go above and beyond for clients, and to do things well outside of what would be expected in a position description of a normal senior engineer or senior designer or senior uh, ecologist or you know whatever your business is. Shareholders must share the burden and share the load of growing the business. But you know the 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 the, the reason still remains the same. You have a you are sharing the load and you are you are surrounding yourself with a whole bunch of committed, inspired, motivated people all with the same goal and direction in mind, which is to grow the business. So they are the reasons why you would bring on next-gen shareholders. That is a really good summary of all the reasons why you would bring on other people. And some people are like, oh, I want to you know, give up ownership in the business and that sort of stuff. I would much rather have a smaller piece of a bigger pie than the entire slice, you know, the entire pie to myself. I'd much rather have a whole bunch of incentivized, motivated people all, you know, taking a slice of a much bigger pie than it all be on me. So those are the reasons why, in my opinion, in my client's opinion, it's really important to bring on next gen shareholders into your business. But, and as this is this is where I wanted to take the discussion today, it is so 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 important that you get, that you pick the right person or you pick the right people. Because once you have people sitting around the shareholders table with you, and if they're the wrong person, it's really hard to get rid of them. So no different to a really, really key hire in your business. You've really got to critique and assess the types of people that you are allowing and the type of personality that you are allowing to sit around the shareholders table with you. Because if you've got someone that's, you know, the green eyed monster comes out or you've got someone who is causing cultural challenges or, or, you know, isn't the right fit and they sign on that dotted line and it's very, very hard to not sit around the table with them and business can very quickly become stressful and frustrating. And you feel like you don't want to come to work because you're, 
you know, you don't have the right people surrounded that you're surrounding yourself with. So it's really important to have a really stringent selection criteria for the people that you allow to become shareholders in your business. And so what we talk through today, like every business is different. Everyone's got different things that they want out of their shareholders. So like we're using some examples today where there's some businesses in boardroom that have quite strict criteria on their shareholders. Like they have to be, have been in the business for five to seven years. They have to at least have, you know, run a project of this size. They have to at least brought in X millions of dollars worth of revenue. Like some businesses have really strict criteria on what people have to have had done or tick off before they allow them to become shareholders. Other, th- other businesses have none. And so it's really important that you think about like what's important for you. Like if you were to go into battle, if you were to be working at 2am, like who would you want to be having banter with on, on the other side of the, the WhatsApp or the Teams? Like think about the type of people that you want in your world at that shareholder level. So there's a couple of things that I want to talk to you through here. Like in terms of values, you know, do these people have the right values? And actually, sorry, before I get into that, stepping back for a second, there's kind of really two areas that I want you to think about in terms of shareholders. One is like professional performance in terms of their ability to run projects well, good client acumen, ability to deliver great projects, ability to run profitable projects. All of those things are pretty easy to track like on a spreadsheet or, you know, in metrics, like you can pull that data from their projects and their performance in the business. And that stuff's pretty easy to track. But then you've got personal characteristics and personal attributes, which is not as easy to quantify. Therefore, a lot of people don't track it. But as I said to a client in Bordering today, like this has to be a very considered process. And if you're going to go down this path, I want you to work out your selection criteria for your shareholders and you come up with your list of people in your business who you are thinking about offering shares to. And then every quarter, you are evaluating them against your criteria. So project performance and all the stuff that you can track and measure, easy. Every quarter you review that. Are they on track? Are they not? But the other stuff that's not as easy to measure, like values in the business, are they a good team player? You know, do they go above and beyond for the business? Can you see them adding immense value to the team? Are they already adding, adding immense value to the team? And again, that's, that's, if that's a criteria for you, I want you to be evaluating them against that. And, you know, you really want to give yourself 12 to 18 months to kind of really assess and evaluate people in your business before you can be really sure that they're going to be the right person to sit around the shareholders table with you. So in terms of some things to think about in that, in that, I guess that category or the criteria, now some of this is stuff I've already mentioned, which is, you know, values, their current values and their values alignment to the business, their personality traits, uh, are they a team player, their past performance, as well as their projected future performance in the business. Um, are they going to add value to the business? Can you see them bringing in lots of work? Have they already shown that they're, they have a great ability to bring in lots of work? Therefore, it's pretty easy to, it's pretty likely to assume that they're going to be able to bring in work in the future. I want you to really think about your criteria for bringing on a next-gen shareholder and don't just give this stuff out easily or willy-nilly. Only allow great people into your world to sit around with you at the shareholder's table. 
So team main takeaways are that I've gone through all the benefits in terms of bringing on next-gen shareholders, um, but really think about your criteria for who you would let into the room or who you would let sit around the table and give yourself time, write down a list of those people and assess them against that criteria. And only when you are sure and absolutely sure, do you then make that offer to them to become a shareholder in the business. So team, I hope this helps. If you want to keep building your business on your own, we have a ton of free resources for you to keep doing that. YouTube channel, website, podcasts, whole bunch of other free stuff that we give away all the time. If you want some help, if you want to build your business faster, if you want to join an amazing community, if you want to shortcut the process and just get some help and some advice and templates, gave out shareholders deed stuff today to my clients, like you just get access to all the stuff that we're doing in boardroom immediately. I'd love to help you build your program, sorry, build your business. So if that's you, love to invite you to join our boardroom coaching program. So send me an email, shoot me a message. Let's have a chat about how I can help you build your business faster. Have a legendary day. Hi there. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. Don't forget, if you'd like some help growing yourself, your team, or your business even faster, head over to my website, www.coachignite.com for more resources. We'll book in a call and we'll map out a plan together for you to move forward with confidence. Don't forget also to hit the subscribe button so you get notified about future episodes. Take care, my friends, and see you again soon.